Luke, get out of here with your nails. John, I cannot believe episode five. Holy cow, five man! Episodes? We are we are moving right along Shut with this little podcast here that we just started, man. Super excited. Uh, number five is uh, feels like we're still on number one. It's amazing. Um, time has flown by. I can't believe it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks for all the feedback and all the positive comments and ever all of the interaction we've been getting it's been super cool yeah you guys um, you guys are awesome the community is just you know vibrant as we had hoped it would be so we uh we're stoked it's just the beginning you can tell it's just the beginning we are really uh, about to get into some really hot and heavy stuff here today on our our, our episode, episode five, five. <laughs> number episode five. We got straight up from the Cinco. top here. Sitting to my, my my right, this is my esteemed colleague John Lobley. What's going on? And uh, my name is Chris Mathis. And uh, today we're going to get into a topic that is probably talked about a lot in a lot of different ways. Um, but we're going to give our, our perspective on these things. So today we're going to talk about practice. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice. Practice. So let's talk about practice. So, so, so John, give me some give me some some quick bullet points, some some overshadowing things you think about practice. Well, for me, practice is something that is needs to be a regular, regimented, everyday thing. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be lock yourself in a room for eight hours. Oh, uh, if you can, that's great. Um, definitely do that. Um, however, most people. Um, Weekend warriors who are trying to get out there and better yourself don't have eight hours a day. Right. That's the whole or, point, right? You're a weekend warrior. You probably got your day job. You might right. have your wife, your kids, yeah, you, your, your responsibilities. Right. You you don't have that time. However, you can find uh, 15, 20, 30 minutes out of your day every day to put some work in your instrument. Yeah. Um, to really progress um, and get better at what you're doing. Right. Um, there's ways and techniques and... Uh, you know, exercises that we can, you know, offer up our suggestions on that we think will help you during your practice project or a process, excuse me, but ultimately it requires uh, discipline and discipline. consistency. I was about to say, it requires a lot of self-discipline to be able to do those kind of things for sure. So practicing with that self-discipline is something that is, is you know, first word, self, it comes back to you. It comes like, back what to you. What are you doing? Are you carving out time in your day and your week to practice to better yourself you and it doesn't you know there's a lot of um even some instructors i've had in my uh journey as a musician it, it varies from person to person some people think oh, you really need three four hours a day mm. um i just don't you know i, I don't that doesn't compute in my world. Um, I don't think that you're necessarily getting what you need to get out of an instrument. If you're, uh, you know, just people's attention spans, they, they just don't have that kind of uh, attention. Well, not only attention span, but the human brain, 
Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a nerd like this. I read things like this. But the human brain learns in segments. Mm. And one mm -hmm. of the most interesting things I found out when I would do my practicing, mm -hmm. especially like very regimented practicing like we're talking about, yes. is that our brains learn in like 25-minute segments. Interesting. And like new, fresh ideas. Right. And I'm not talking about you drummers going in there and sitting down and playing 16th note double bass right. for an hour. Uh -huh. You didn't learn anything. You just developed a muscle. You yes. developed a technique. Yes. You didn't learn a new thing. So right. I'm talking about new information going into your brain. Mm -hmm. So that, that attention span is, is about a 25-minute window if we're practicing new ideas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If we're introducing new, completely new things, concepts. Right, right, right. I mean, I, listen. That makes sense because it, 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 it I, I think it's a your brain. Obviously, it being the massive, awesome thing, or, organ that yeah. it is. It's right. an organ. Is it an organ? Uh, Brain's an organ. Let's call it an organ. Organ. I'm gonna say it's an organ. The its ability to computate and it's basically telling the body, look, we did the calculations. You got about 25 minutes. Yeah, you got about 25 minutes. <laughs> you got about 25 minutes right. here. Yeah. Right. I mean, you could keep going, you know, yeah. from, from the things I've right. read. But, but you, you there's no good, the, the, the chance of retention, I think, diminishes at that right. point. Right. That's what happens is our retention level drops by, you know, X amount of percentage every other five minutes that goes by. And this isn't like, men or women mm -hmm. or, you know, or age factored in. This is just how it is, That's right? Exactly. So yeah. I think with that in mind, mm -hmm. you would have to practice. Every time you sit down to practice, you have to practice with intent, right? Definitely needs to be some intent. So what is your intention when you sit down? You almost want to have a roadmap going into mm -hmm. it. Am I practicing these things? Like, mm -hmm. you know, set maybe 10 minutes of warm-up time mm -hmm. and then 10 minutes of digging into something maybe you're, you're currently working mm -hmm. on, maybe trying to develop. Mm -hmm. And then maybe the last 10 minutes of your practice is something totally new. Right. This is where you're uncomfortable, right? Right. You're, you're practicing things that are new concepts to your brain. Yes. And it's like, oh, this is a struggle. And you're waiting for those things to click. Right. And you're, 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 you're trying to break through a wall. If yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you, you know, I think that they're, to, not to get too far off topic, but, you know, I think what we're talking about, this particular avenue of practice is when you're trying to break through a wall. You know, if you have... 15 songs that you have to learn in three days well then you might have to put three or four hours in a day right, right. you know to learn that's different we're, yeah, we're that's a little we're, different you know what yeah. i mean we're, we're we're i think what we're talking about is new concepts new concepts yeah. uh, that you're working on your instruments um stuff that you specifically pick out and say i know nothing about this i want to know about it i'm going to start learning about it right right this is what you need to fit in that 25-minute window. Right. But there needs to be a roadmap for what you're going to do um, in, in, in terms of making the most out of that time. Right. You know, you don't... Like, for instance, you know, if I'm trying to learn a particular scale, I'm not going to sit there and try to tackle every single mode within that scale. I'm going to pick one or two modes within that or one or two concepts within that and start tackling that right, right you know you know kind of death by a thousand cuts if you will yeah right yeah you know as opposed to try and you know take a melodic minor scale that has seven modes and tackle all those seven modes in 25 minutes just you're not that's not going to happen right but if you focus on the first two modes chip away at it chip away at it you're going to get more out of it retention's going to be there right and i'm sure it's the exact same kind of concept or roadmap when you're 
drumming. Yeah, you're working absolutely. on drumming concepts. Yeah, I mean, when it comes down to, you know, maybe it's a fill that you're trying to learn, you know, or, uh, and I mean fill, F-I-L-L. Not, F-I-L-L. Not, 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 not like, like drumming fill. Yes. Um, uh, pocket, those mm-hmm. kind of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember some of the early, early times when I was learning more syncopated stuff. Mm-hmm. When, when mm-hmm. one limb is doing maybe a quarter note and your foot's maybe yeah. playing an eighth note and you're playing a beat, obviously. That's just got to be like, so foreign to your body at that point. To right. Be that, that whole... You know that juxtaposition of independent limb control. It, it, it takes right. It takes a lot of practice. I used to tell a lot of my students that drumming is is, is a physical instrument. I mean, mm-hmm. if you just look at this as an outward, you know, image, a, a drummer is a, it's a physical instrument. But yes, it's so much more of a mental instrument, right? Mm-hmm. To sort of to practice mm-hmm. to say this arm is going to do this, this leg is going to do this, this mm-hmm. hand is going to do this. And those kind of things, yeah, they take time. And it takes, you know, your brain has to, to, to absorb those things slowly over time. It, 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 it is a meticulous, uh, regimented, day-after-day process. For sure. That is, there's just no avoiding it. In order for you to be able to progress um, on your instrument, you have to practice. Yep. You know, you have to practice on a regular basis. There's got to be... Intent when you practice, there's got to be some sort of what are you doing, um, and I think the other thing, um, the kind of key you want to focus in on, <clears throat> excuse me, at least for the guitar end is you know when you're practicing, making it musical, right? Okay, you know, not just sitting there running up and down a scale, you know, that's going to get you. Not gonna get you too many not, hits, man. You know, it's just not gonna. It's you know, it's not doing much. It's for not you doing you. much for you unless that's something specifically you're working on. But if you're trying to work on a scale, there are ways in which you can make that musical. You know, having a small little loop pedal <clears throat> that tons of awesome manufacturers are making. Uh, one in particular, TC Electronics makes the Ditto Looper. It's about the size of a stick of butter, and it's got one knob on there and one switch. And you, it's super easy to use, and it allows you to record yourself. Record a simple. Uh, you got thirty seconds. Uh-huh. You can record your guitar into it, and it'll play it back. Wow! So when you're working on a scale, you can actually. Uh, play a chord progression and then play the scale over that looped chord progression which is going to give you tons more real life application as opposed to just running it with a metronome up and down there is a need to do that when you start off to get the scale under your fingers to make sure that you're able to play it on the fretboard that process you do with a metronome once you get it under your fingers with the metronome, then that's when you want to incorporate a loop, something that you can play over the top of right. in a musical setting. Gotcha. So, and I'm sure, you know, when you're doing, like if you're learning a drum feel, <coughs> F-I-L-L, what, you know, if I were a drummer, which I'm not, but what I would do is, that's what I would do is I'd have my metronome on, I'd be learning my fill, get making sure it's in time, and then I would find some sort of backing track or mm-hmm, loop mm-hmm. that I could incorporate that into a live band application. Right. And there's tons of backing tracks, there's tons of foot pedals, 
there's tons of technology that will allow you to do that. So yeah. you can, you're not just sitting there with yeah, a metronome. The real world application. Right. Absolutely. So making your practice, putting time in that window, allotted window, to make something musical, that's when you're really going to start to see a progression in your playing. Yeah. So, I like that. I like that. You know, and, and I just think that that's um, that's a good way. You know, and I, what I see a lot from some students, and when I was teaching, and some some students that I, some adults that I still teach from time to time, is that when they're practicing, when you're first starting off, you want to have that instant gratification of okay, I get this, the right. sunken. That's sunk in my brain. I can play this. Right. And all of my students tell me when they're with me, we're working on a concept. I got it. As soon as they get home, it's just like it's gone. Gone. Yeah. Completely gone. Right. And that's going to happen more times than not because you're working on concepts that are just foreign to you, and, it, and a lot of the stuff in the musical sense, it, it's sometimes it can be difficult to grasp even the most basic concepts. However, when you're providing feedback instantly in the form of you've got a loop that is playing yeah. and you have to provide the 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 scale line over right. that or you got a job yeah the, you got to play that fill right that's coming up on that this bar Set right up here the chorus yeah you know what I mean like getting that feedback while you're practicing that's what's going to make you better because what happens is once you get that and you nail it it just motivates you to try do something, it again do, do it again, again. Yep. try something a little more complicated yep you know push yourself on your instrument that kind of stuff um, when you're sitting there to the metronome and you're playing your your scale or your fill, eventually it's going to be good. It's going, you're going to nail it. But I guarantee you, if you were to go and play it with a backing track or a loop, nine times out of ten, it's, it's not going to be in time. You're yep. either going to be rushing it or slowing it down. Yep. The, 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 the interpretation when there's a band or a backing track there is completely different than a metronome click. Right. You know, And I would, I would say take it a step further, and even though you go from like click track to graduating to backing track. Um, hopefully a lot of you guys are in bands. So let's yes. say take those concepts that you've had in your practice room when you've been shedding and it's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm not gonna tell the band I'm gonna do this, mm -hmm. but this this fill or this mode or whatever, mm -hmm. I feel like it would fit here. Mm -hmm. Totally. Practice it with your band. Yeah. And you wanna you wanna find out really quickly if what you're doing works or not, your band's gonna look at you and be like, dude, what was that? Yeah, you know, either in a good way it, or a bad yeah, way. Exactly. <laughs> if you nail it, they're going to be like, dude, dude, what was exactly? What was that? It's either going to go one of two ways for you. Right. Great, great, great point there. That's, I mean, that's ultimately what you know. My philosophy on playing with a backing track or a loop pedal is to give you some instant feedback. Yeah. yeah. On what you're doing, some real time feedback. If you could, if you've got a band or a, a partner um, that lives in the neighborhood that you that plays guitar learning the same song and then you know one guy plays the chords while the other guy plays the melody and solos yeah. you know like that kind of that is practicing with intent it, it, it gives you when you're practicing it gives you a uh, room to uh, 
kind of break through those hurdles. Yeah. Right. Push and through those walls. Push through those walls. Yeah, that's right. That's what I used to tell a lot of drummers. I feel like are uh, a lot of my students and drummers. I feel like are um, kind of polar. It's kind of polarizing to be a drummer sometimes because you're, you're devoid of a melodic instrument when you mm. practice. Right. Yeah. So I used to tell a lot of my students and even for myself, you know, if I'm working on some new concepts, mm. I sometimes just want to get with a guitar player mm-hmm. so I can try these things out because those things you work on may not yeah. work in the context of a melodic situation. So what, 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 like, let's say you've got some really nice Benny Grab fill that you want to, <laughs> that you want to learn. Like, what is your step by step process of saying, okay, this is cool. I want to learn this. What do you do? What do you take it? Like you, you go to your practice pad, figure out like, or you go to the drum set. Like what's the process? Well, I mean, we can use Benny Grab as an example. Um, you know, I, I think the first thing I would do is learn the sticking first. Yes. You know, so yep. if we're going to talk about like a drum fill, we'll mm-hmm. just say a drum fill. That's our, you got to learn the, the so sticking pattern. We got to learn pattern. the sticking pattern. Is Makes it right, sense. left, kick, you know, kick, right, left, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever the example may be. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing to stress to drummers is the amount of uh, dynamics that you're playing with. Because mm. a lot of times, if we're, especially if we're using a drummer like Benny Grab, that's super. Important, there's a man. ton of uh, you can get the sticking down, but right. if I hit with 80 percent velocity on every drum, that drum feels not going to sound like Benny Grab playing it. Mm-mm. Not at all, because he's playing with a ton of dynamics. Mm-hmm. So then, so if I were talking to a, a student that mm-hmm. may have asked me this, like, hey, I want to learn this fill, mm-hmm. um, I would give them the sticking. And mm-hmm. they would probably practice the sticking perfectly. Mm-hmm. But when they when they spit it back out to me and go, mm-hmm. why doesn't it sound the same? Well, let's practice how, how dynamics work. Mm-hmm. Are we hitting this drum with full velocity? Mm-hmm. Are we hitting the snare drum with maybe half velocity? Mm-hmm. Are you working on the ghost notes that go between all these things? Mm-hmm. Um, they make that feel come together. So you have to dissect that drum mm-hmm. feel and say, well, we can do mm-hmm. the sticking pattern, but we're going to have to start working on dynamics. Mm-hmm. Right? Are you working on your dynamics? Right, which and and to kind of uh, you know maybe pull a a particle from that um, when you're when you're practicing, especially for a drummer, um, if you're trying to learn a feel a fill excuse me a feel <laughs> that's the southern the feel uh, a feel a fill f i l l if you're trying to learn said fill, it seems like to me part of the first part would be to learn the sticking pattern. Yep. But the second part would be to, like you're saying, cop the dynamic feel of it. Right. Right. Where's right. the accents? Right. Where are the, the sticking accents, pattern? Where, what's right. happening between the notes? Yes. Right? Thank you. Not exactly. just the notes, mm-hmm. like the space mm-hmm. in between the notes. We should be just aware of those. And, and and to correlate that to to the guitar, a lot of times, you know, if there's a Chord comping, uh, see episode four for what comping is, or listen to episode four. But if you're playing a chord progression, you know, a lot of times there's, you know, little ghost strums in between, um, you know, in between the bar setting up the chord that's coming in front of it. Right. Um, little rhythmic, dynamic things, permutations that happen in the bar going into the next bar um, that you can do. The the in between notes mm-hmm. is just mm-hmm. as important on, on the guitar end as well when you're playing or learning a part or something like that. Right. Um, you you got to be uh, conscious of what's going on the whole entire time that you're you're learning the song or you're doing the fill or right. It's it's more than just the sticking pattern. Right. That's that's half the battle, Jack. Right. 
Yeah, half the battle. I mean, I mean, I would get you know a lot of a lot of students and, and even myself um, take a sticking pattern and mm-hmm. apply dynamics to it, mm-hmm. but then apply a metronome to it. Mm-hmm. You want to talk mm-hmm. about your brain going into overdrive? I mean, it's like okay, I'm really out of my comfort zone now because not only am I thinking about the sticking pattern, I'm also thinking about these dynamics. Now I'm applying it to a tempo. Mm-hmm. Right? This mm-hmm. is when we're going. The rubber meets the road. Now I'm practicing. Right. right? Now mm-hmm. I'm really practicing because right. this is a concept that is unfamiliar to my body mm-hmm. and unfamiliar to my brain. Right. And, and see, that's something that when you're practicing with intent, you've already got all this stuff worked out. Right. Right? <clears throat> you've already predetermined... I'm going to work on a new concept today, and I've got 25 minutes to spend on said new concept. So what is the best way for me to work on this concept and retain it and be able to pull it off with ease every single time? Right. So, you know, that's that's kind of what you have already determined before you start practicing on this. Well, it's like looking at the roadmap you see the path to go from A to B. Mm-hmm. Like you can look at that, but then when you actually set your car down on the road and say, I'm going to drive this path, now it's mm-hmm. in your hands. Like It's in your hands, it's in your mind. How are you going to get from point A to point B? Because everybody mm-hmm. may get there differently, but the arrival should look the same. Yeah, and I think something that, you know, to kind of touch back on when, you know, when you're, when you're practicing new concepts, um, I think something that really uh, is... Um, kind of touch on again, you know, getting that instant feedback. So if you're learning a, just, just, uh, let's say you're learning a new drum groove. Okay. You know, let's say it's an odd meter type of thing. Okay. All right. Let's just, let's get, let's I'm tracking tra- 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 with you. We're getting into the weeds. Let's get, let's get into the driftwood here. So let's say you learn an odd meter groove or you're, that's what you want to do. You want to learn odd meter groove. I'll just example Sting song Seven Days. Mm, 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 mm. I think it's in mm, seven, mm. right? Yep. So let's say you want to learn that song. So you work on the song, you get the feel, it's odd meter, it's great. You play, practice it with a metronome. Learn when you're learning the groove, what are you gonna take from that 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 you're gonna apply to something else other than that song? Right. Right? Because how is this useful somewhere else? Exactly. Because you're not, chances of you playing in seven or five or 11, it's going to be slim to none. Yep. So when you're working on a concept some, like that, figure out ways uh, or, or wh- how can you extrapolate that into well, how can I use that? Well, for me, what helps me when I, if I'm working on any kind of odd meter is I don't see a whole bar of seven. I see a bar of three and a bar of four. Yep, I was about to say, like odd right. meters. Odd meters are so easily broke down into twos and threes. Twos and threes. Twos and threes. It's, it's it. like binary code. Yep. Right. Yep. Ones and zeros. It's it's that's what it is. And not to get too far off on on this, but the point is, is that it's you're you're it's it's musical. You're finding something musical in that odd meter, mm-hmm. right? You can take that same concept when you're. If you get if you're on your gig and your guitar player reaches back and says, "Hey man, take a solo," right? Well, maybe you could throw that cool drum fiddle if I all that's in seven over right. that bar of four, and if you do it a couple of times, it's going to cycle back around to where you get on a downbeat. Right. So practice. It should be about making music with your 
notes or your drum fills or whatever you're doing, whatever concept, new concept you're working on, there needs to be a conscious effort of I'm going to do something musical with this concept right, in, right. My, in my allotted time frame. Right. Because so I mean, we, we're, our, our whole overshadowing thing is the, the Weekend Warrior, right? So yes. We're here for we you could, guys. We could, we could say, guys, practice all of your crazy modes and your fast 30-second notes, but those aren't going to translate into your gig problem. Yeah, right? probably not. So, so I understand not. like where we're coming from is from a, a sense of music because mm-hmm. we're talking about these pertaining to a gig that you've got, right? Exactly. A gig that we've got. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and, and especially for guitar players, it's just a matter of, you know, learning a new concept for the Weekend Warrior could be as simple as just learning a popular song that you really like that's on the radio. Right. 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 Whether it be a pop song, R&B song, country, whatever, whatever is moving the needle for you, well, that can be a new concept for you, right? Especially if you break it down. Which, uh, so it's like a rib, you know, which end of the rib you want to start gnawing on first, right? Right. right. Uh, and ultimately, you want to get all the meat off the bone. So the guitar aspect of practice can be as simple as just learning songs, which I think are super, super um, important to get good at playing guitar is just learning songs. Yeah. You know, um, you, the Weekend Warrior guys out there that are playing acoustic duos or you know, playing solo acoustic stuff. The more songs you know, uh, the better chances of people wanting to hire you because there's a vast customer base that's coming in said restaurant, said bar. Right. right. You know, um, you know. Obviously, if it's a country honky tonk, you better have a lot of country songs in your repertoire, right? Don't be coming there playing House and Chains and Pearl Jam. Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, I love that stuff. It's great. It's it's really it's it's good, but you know, that's not what 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 they want to hear. So, sure. you know, that can be practice, you know, because obviously if that's what you want to do, if you want to sing and play acoustic guitar, well, you need to get your catalog together. Right. Right? Yeah, you I mean, need to get a catalog of songs. We kind of touched on this in the last episode, but I think what draws us to the the love affair of an instrument in music is probably some musician that was mm-hmm. a shredder mm-hmm. or a fast mm-hmm. player or mm-hmm. someone like that. They, they had something that made them stand out. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about practice with intention, right? To maybe your gig, right? right. Maybe you're a pop musician. Yes. Maybe you're a country musician. Maybe so, right? perhaps. You know, and if we're practicing with intent to say, I'm going to get better at what I'm doing now. Right. So I get more gigs. Mm. So I stand mm. out from the mm-hmm. other thousand guitar mm-hmm. players in wherever your city is, mm-hmm. or the drummers or whatever. Um, this is practicing with intent. This mm-hmm. is saying I'm going to practice within the genre of what I plan to make money in doing. Yeah, you know, I'm going to turn this into more than maybe just a weekend gig. Right, maybe so. And and, and and if that is something that you aspire to do, then having a consistent practice regiment that that is ultimately going to bear fruit uh, is super important and you have to you have to have that daily 
connection with your instrument. And the other thing that I think also that is not done is people, and I shouldn't say people, but some of the students that I talk to that I um, still teach from time to time, they're, when they're working on new concepts or they're doing, you know, whatever they're, they're working on, they're, they don't they don't find the weakness in that concept and work on that. They go to their strengths right. and just keep pounding that, pounding that, that's pounding a good, that. That's a good point because it makes you feel good, right? Yeah, like, so I'm, it's self gratification really man. I'm just going to keep doing this. Yeah, I'm just going to keep yeah. doing this. That weak stuff makes me feel inferior. You've got like to that. practice the stuff you're not good at in order for you to get better. And a lot of guitar players aren't practicing stuff, aren't practicing their weaknesses. They're always focusing on stuff that they're already really good at. Well, I would say not just guitar players. I think every musician at some point is probably guilty of that. I yeah. am. I'll put uh, my hand up and say, you know what? I'll go in the practice room sometimes and go, you know what? I'm just going to play grooves today. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to play fills that feel comfortable. I'm just going to just bond with my instrument. Mm-hmm. I don't want my brain to hurt today. Nope. And that's okay. That is okay. There's that is. But there's nothing wrong with that. I man. wouldn't call that practice. I just call it playing. We, you know? That ain't, yeah, that ain't practice. That ain't practice. That ain't practice. Right. That, that's just that's just bonding with your instrument. That's it. That's and, and that's good. That yeah. of, that's part yes. of the love affair. Right. And and there needs to be because ultimately, you know, it's just it's about logging hours on your yeah, instrument. Absolutely. Right. Those are necessary. But there needs to be an intent, a roadmap intent. But there also needs to be an intent of working on weaknesses and not working on your strengths. Yeah. Um, that is the ultimate wheel spinner in your practice regiment of anything I can think of. You know, for me, I can go in there in the practice in my music room right now and sit there and learn a journey song that I've no, you know, with my eyes closed and I can play with two fingers, you know, that's, that's not going to get me anything. Right. Right. But if I pick out a song like a jazz standard, you know, a Mingus tune that's real, you know, fast swing, lots of eighth notes, lots of swinging eighth notes, you know, it's at 100, that's, that's 170, 180 BPMs. It's going to make me work, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of stuff that I'm not good at. Yeah. And that's what I, that's what I'm trying to do when I practice, when I have my, you know, my routine is in the morning, I, I, you know, 30 minutes before I go to work every day. 30 minutes yep. in my music room working on stuff. Right. And I was, I, I, it's good that you bring that up. I, I, I almost, I feel like for me to practice, it has to be a regimen type mm. of thing. You know, mm-hmm. unless if I leave practice at the end of my day, mm-hmm. it becomes like a, a last minute thought. You've kind of pressed it down. I decided out of mind. I decided out of mind. And you've burned up your energy and what else? Mm-hmm. You know, sure, we all have our jobs and we got our families and things like that that go on. Um, but. Practice has to be a focus. It, it has, has to be, be something that... It has to be. And, 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 and practice is, is, is such a broad yeah. brushstroke. Yeah. You know, there's lots of things you can be doing that through learning a new song, you're practicing. Yep. Right? I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's a such thing as mental practice. Sure. Not absolutely. Mental reps. Yeah. You know, yeah. all that yeah. stuff. You when know. you're listening to a song, I mean, are you, are you zeroing in on that part? Mm-hmm. As drummers, are we zeroing in on how the chorus is set up? Mm-hmm. Zeroing mm-hmm. in on how that intro is mm-hmm. dynamically 
well building. Mm-hmm. Like, are we thinking about those dynamics as we build into the mm-hmm. bridge? Mm-hmm. Those that's practice. You know that's what I mean? Practice, we don't have to have man. drumsticks in our hands. You know, but, like being aware, like having the situational awareness. Yeah. Um, of certain drum fills or how they're setting up choruses and bridges, you know, you, you're going to learn that through osmosis, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, just, you know, by getting those mental reps in. But it's it's super, uh, super important to always, always make sure that you're working on what you're weak at. Yeah. You know, you know for being, being aware of your weaknesses. Being aware of it, too. You don't have to admit them to everybody, but as long as you're comfortable admitting them to yourself. Yes. Uh, you know, that that's something that uh, you've got to, you just got, you got to swallow that pill. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and realize that, hey, I'm not the best at this, and this is something that I, I mean, there's stuff that I still to this day, you know, if it's in my schedule, let's say Wednesdays, Thursdays, I'm going to be working on my left hand. Right. Right. There's certain finger combinations in my left hand that are really hard for me. Mm-hmm. The ring finger and pinky finger. Mm-hmm. So there are specific exercises that I do every day. Yeah. Not just on those Wednesdays and Thursdays. I do every day because if I don't, the muscle memory's gone. I'm going to lose that, that, that kind of you know, momentum yeah. in the fingers, the muscle memory, whatever you're going to call it. I feel like I lose it. Right. If you don't use it, you lose it yeah. kind of thing. So, but I've realized that that is a weakness, that is a consistent weakness for me. Right. So if I, it's not something that I'm working on every, I mean, I just, I'll spend a cup, you know, maybe a minute, maybe two minutes just doing some little picking pattern that's using, incorporating my ring finger and my pinky finger in order to fret notes down, right? Just to build up that strength and build up that muscle memory. So when I'm playing scales or improvising, if I'm using those finger combinations, it's mm-hmm. going to be precise. Mm-hmm. It's going to be accurate. Yeah. One thing, I mean, I'll admit I'm, I'm not great at, or I think I'm pretty good at until I hear a drummer like Ash Sung mm-hmm. is playing mm-hmm. shuffles. Like, you know, I will practice shuffles sometimes for an hour, you know, like variations yeah. of shuffles, halftime shuffles and things like this, mm-hmm. and, and realize, you know, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, and see, and, and, and that's a that's that's a good good point you make. I mean, like for drummers, like shuffle to me, on you know, it's 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 a relatively simple when you put it out on paper. It's relatively simple, simple concept. Simple yeah. concept. There right, you go. Right. But when you go to apply it and make something musical with that said rhythmic permutation, it is so intricate. There's so much that goes into playing a tight shuffle. Yeah. It's not just, you know... It's not just notes on paper. Right, it's not. That's probably one of the the things to me that is is mysterious. It's like a shuffle because Mm -hmm. not only do you have a sticking pattern and you have dynamics, Mm -hmm. but it's such a musical way to play drums. Isn't it? Right, Mm -hmm. it's super musical. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of thing I think that embodies what we're talking about with practice. Yes. Is it it sticking? Is it picking? Is Mm -hmm. it dynamics? Is Mm -hmm. it accents? Mm -hmm. Is it musical? Mm-hmm. How are these going to apply in the musical situation? Right, and and even for just the basic, you know, hey, not to beat a dead horse, but you weekend warriors, even if, like I said, it, learning songs is is practice. If you're a drummer, learning a song, learning the groove from start to finish, like that is practice. Being able to pull that off, yeah, to execute that, to execute yeah. that, you know, with your band, with your cover band, yeah. with your acoustic duo, with your you know, if you play in the in the band and for the local theater, you know, yeah. like 
whatever it is, you're making a consistent effort to, um, you know, become better at either if it's the song or the scale, like you're going to progress on it to a point to where it's, it, you've got it down. You've not, not necessarily mastered it, right. but uh, absorbed the concept and you can pull it off. Spit it out. You can yeah. spit it out. Yeah. You know, it's in your vocabulary. So to summarize what we're trying to get at with this whole practice thing, we talk about practice thing <laughs> is you need to be able to constantly strive to improve your weaknesses right. and make your practice as musical as possible, whether it's playing with a backing track or get a loop pedal and, and plug in that chord progression um, so you can focus on scales or improving, whatever whatever it is, make it a point to practice your weaknesses and make it musical when you're doing your practice stuff. Musical. You know, and, 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 and let us know what you guys are doing. You know, let us know some of your uh, practice, what your schedule is, what your yeah. regimen is, what your what you feel like you're you're kind of struggling with. Um, let us know because um, we're very curious to see. Yeah, we'd love um, to hear from you guys. Like, you know, what are what are your techniques? What are your concepts? Like, how are you prioritizing practice? Is right. it at the beginning of your day like, yeah. John, like John does? Or? Yeah, you know, and, and, and are you practicing four hours a day? If so, I want to come and live with you so I can <laughs> practice four hours a day. But, yeah, you know, let us know uh, specifically what you guys are doing at home or uh, in the studio that you're practicing in or church, if you practice, wherever you're practicing. Um, let us know what you're doing. We'd, we'd uh, love to have some feedback. For sure. Well, guys, that's going to wrap it up for us today. We'll uh, we'll speak to you guys next week. And we out.